You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Delightful. You sound sound so good. Oh, if in the record in the process of recording this, if I just immediately run and and throw my headphones, it's yeah. because I'm trying to catch the mailman because I oh. am I'm in a state. Oh. Trying to catch the mailman. He's yeah, been, no, he's, he's not been... he's not he's not creeping through my girlfriend's window or anything. He's uh uh you know when they say that something has attempted delivery but you were definitely you were definitely there yeah with a with a scope on your rifle just scanning the horizon waiting for the guy yeah that's my situation i mean i feel like that goes down a lot in australia i feel like you can't i feel like the last person on earth you can trust is, is an australian mailman uh it is fucking frustrating so I, I'm just gonna, I'm well, gonna itemize my problems the, for people. Think about the type of person that being a mailman uh, appeals to. Now I know what's his name. Uh, Jeremy Bohm has often expressed he 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 gets nerdy about mail order. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the guy, the washed out guy. What didn't do? He might have a bachelor's degree, but it doesn't really qualify him for much. So he's you know he's probably like 28. And his mom keeps sending him civil service test emails yes. and he's like, all right, like, you know, mailman, it's outdoors, you know, get my steps in. Like that's the, imagine that type of person, you know, that, that being a mailman appeals to, but now layer on top of that, an Australian mailman. Yeah. My, my guy admits it's a fucking scam. He, 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 we've had talks about it. He, he's very forthcoming about the situation. Uh, I said, do you like it? He goes, yeah, this is all right. I might go do something else. I was like, what? Firstly, you're 50. What else are you going to do? But I guess that's the thing, right? It's, uh, eh, I might be a mailman or, you know, I might sell Christmas trees, right? <laughs> it's like, okay, not, yeah. not the most serious job. I might work at a water park or I might be a fucking mailman. So, I mean, yeah. Selling Christmas trees, not not a bad gig. I could do that. Uh, let me just let me go off on one. All right. I my PayPal has been in hell, and I've been waiting in the mail for a bank card for three weeks. I have been functionally penniless for longer than you should be able to survive on that. Now, I should be clear. I should be clear. I'm not actually broke. But when every financial service is against you, (laughs) 
I feel yeah. like Alex Jones. You got <laughs> Alex Jones. What happens? So everyone, I have a job. My girlfriend has a job. We have a nice little home. Things are not bad. Financially, to be honest, if I add in everything that I do, I'm doing just fine. But when the mail conspires with the payment processing services, conspires with uh, Meta and the mainstream media to dismantle your life as they have me, it's because... Eric, it's because we've spoken out against the Clintons. That's all it is. And, <laughs> and as a result, I have been in this weird state of, hey, I have money. No, 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 you don't because you can't get to it. But no, 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 but I, I swear I, I do. Okay, kid, try taking a loan out on that uh, supposition. There's no, it, you can't get to it. I feel like, oh, I, I don't even want to talk. Oh. I got another thing that uh, twenty grand disappeared. I'll tell you all about it. It's very. Oh, it's, it's, oh God! It's been wait, a. Wait. Which was it? Was it Cardano or Ethereum? No, it was a Master of the Universe coin. It, it uh, was uh, <laughs> cream pie. <laughs> it was cream pie. Yeah, it, it was uh, uh, He Man token. Uh, Jam yeah. me up. Uh, it, it was <laughs> Fortnite coin. Uh, yeah. Really took it out of my pocket. Um. No, I am. Uh, I'm deeply frustrated uh, at uh, the system that uh, you know took down my brothers Alex Jones and Andrew Tate. Yeah. Wait, did they do, did they get Andrew Tate also? Oh, they they have made Andrew Tate. Uh, they've unpersoned him to the degree that I think they he can now not now not get payment processing. That's, I mean, it's that's the craziest one because. I swear to God, he wasn't a person two weeks ago. It's been maybe two months of this man existing. <laughs> this one, like it's that that feels like a setup from beginning. Like they needed a new Alex Jones, but they they it moved too quick. You got to let it. You, you got to let it sit. Yeah, you got you got to let this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you got money troubles. I think I think Mercury is in retrograde again as of today. So just the next month, I think, is going to suck dick. Um. You know, if we if we put any any sort of uh, weight in that at all, which obviously astrology is stupid as fuck. But like, I don't know, whenever they say it's in in retro, it it always seems like people are going through it. So just, you know, listen, life sucks, right? That's kind of like in general, life is frustrating and annoying for most people. Uh, So just expect that for the next month or so. What do you want? What do you what what do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about this tweet. You want, you want to talk about CNN going full MAGA? Will someone send in a rescue team to get Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper out of CNN? They, de- they deserve better than this. Do they? Oh. <laughs> Do they? Because I think they deserve Guantanamo. Guantanamo. Are you fucking kidding. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> the the Twitter, Twitter Dems are the worst form of Dem. This is, <laughs> this is a monster of a human being. It's Every- bad. Everything is here's David Crosby. Oh, I don't I don't say this very often, but die, old man. Exactly. <laughs> I feel exactly, like you say that often. Exactly who bought CNN. Yeah, good question, David Crosby. 
you're a real truth seeker of a man. <laughs> it's. I mean, listen. Whatever it gets to, whatever it gets for people to turn on CNN, I'm down for. But like, if we're gonna no. see this, like, I mean, if, if we see this spiral into like QAnon, That's I'm. What it is? You know this what? Is- yeah. It's it's kind of worse than Q at this point. Listen, it's it's more insufferable. I'd be more down to hear some Q shit at this at this stage. Uh, as they call it, Blue Anon is a hundred percent real, and people are they're gone. Their brains are gone. It, it's I'm look for people that don't know what we're talking about. CNN said that they were going to be. Uh, uh, listing towards the the mean they would be trying to go with a moderate perspective because they have become a very obviously partisan uh, effort of uh, on the part of democrats hmm. now actually it's not partisan to go after demagogues patrick oh <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing if if you don't think that there's a problem with the, the only two news sources consumed by people over 40, if you don't think that there's a problem with those becoming literal wings of political parties, uh, congratulations, there's a bunch of uh, places in South America that would be very suited to your worldview. But for those of us that don't want to live in some type of fucking sectarian uh, 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 conflict at all times. Uh, this this sucks. The state of things sucks. And the idea that they would want to uh, get into a false premise, but uh, an admirable one at least, of objective journalism shouldn't scare people. But it has the Twitter Dems shook <laughs> and well, it is very frustrating to watch i mean look it, it's it's always been from 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 the get-go from from when trump came on the scene and cnn became what it became a partisan hack fucking paradise uh it's always been a business decision and the reason why they're going back towards non-partisan hackery is because that's where the business is it, they people don't want that shit. Once Trump left office, the ratings hit a fucking brick wall. It's mm-hmm. done. And the only reason they went partisan is because they looked at Fox News, which gets the highest ratings on cable a- at all, like of any program. And they said, hmm, what are they doing that we could do to compete? Oh, they're partisan hacks for the GOP. Why don't we just do that? in sort of an MSNBC way and just go that route and 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 see what sticks. And guess what? For four, four odd years, it worked. You know? So, yeah. like, the fact that the ratings hit the wall meant, hey, it's time to sh- change it up. Why don't we just do what we did for fucking however long it's been around, 30 years? And that's what's happening. It doesn't have to go any deeper than that. And I don't know why people look at it that like it's literally about the money. It's literally about the numbers. They're a business. They're a television channel. Like that's all it is. So like but like so as far as I understand it, 
the CNN people or the 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 the, the people that that the, the partisan hacks that uh you know the Clinton subs that uh CNN has created in the, that four years the resistance dem the most like worm like human on earth uh that has become a cult of its own and now they see that their that their queen bee is uh is is, is changing it's morphing before their eyes and now so what does that mean it's uh, it's now an arm of trump or something i yeah that's what they're claiming uh, also there was an opinion piece uh on cnn that uh actually i don't know if it was an opinion piece it might, whatever it was it was about uh the wokeness in, in quotations in, in the headline of uh, the Lord of the Rings television show. Now people on Twitter did their thing and were like, they just mean people of color. They're, they've created a new pejorative for people of color. Anytime people of color are involved, it's woke. No, 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 no. Stop being dishonest. Stop being a liar. We both know that, People of color can appear in a thing yes. and, and there is nothing to it. It's simply that was a credible actor or they're trying to uh, portray a place where people of color exist, uh, ex- it, whatever. Maybe it was this actor is hot. There's a million reasons why to put a pe- person of color in a role. Or you could do some blind casting and say, strictly speaking, this person nailed their fucking audition. A million reasons. Yeah. However, you're being entirely dishonest if you don't think that there is an agenda of some type <laughs> that is controlling much of your media, whether well-intentioned, whether idiotic, however you want to look at it. The reality is it is it, it let's just call it wokeness or whatever there there is a social agenda and it is to push the idea of representation into every facet of y- your consumables. So everybody knows that's true. You don't, you don't have to be right wing to see that. You don't have to, to admit it is fine too, because to admit it doesn't even, isn't even to pre, uh, suppose that it is bad. It's just, let's be honest, right? So <clears throat> these people that on CNN are doing this, like, or these people on Twitter are doing this incredibly dishonest, uh, oh, they, they, you know, why can't people of color be dwarves? They can. <laughs> they can. Th- there's a black dwarf born every day. Sure. But, <laughs> but what are we fucking talking about when, look, man, there's a stink there's a stink. Everybody knows. It's like, yeah. it's like when a hardcore kid tries to be in a metal band. They're never. Everybody knows it stinks. Ooh, ooh, it's got a little stink. You can like it, but everybody knows. Every metal kid knows. Mm, this is these are hardcore kids playing metal. Well, it's Same, like, well, for, first of all, I used to see a fucking. Uh, I used to see a black dwarf at uh, at Penn Station, and he would uh, dance to Michael Jackson for for money, and it was pretty entertaining. Yes, and now he is the lead. Yeah, and now he's the lead on the Lord of the Rings series. Um, no, but wait, but hang on, because I like maybe we can dissect this a little bit. The notion of uh, the agenda, so to speak, because I can like there are people usually in the in the red pill world 
you know, conservative world. And maybe you, maybe you're on this side of things who see it as like some type of maybe social engineering is like too strong a word, but like they see it as like there, there's some sort of in the way that these, these, this new media is, uh, that there's some sort of instruction to it. Like there's some, like, this is how these are the culture norms of men and women and people and, and, you know, et cetera, whatever. Um, I think, I mean, I'm always one for a conspiracy. I'm paranoid minded. I'll, I'll, I'll usually fall down a hole just for the sake of it. Cause it's fun. However, do you think, don't you think that this type of thing, like when a TV show does the woke thing or whatever, that I kind of see it more as executives, producers making these decisions because there's a contingent of people, especially on Twitter, that will get up their ass if these aren't the decisions that are made for the show, i.e. diversity, i.e. Uh, strong strong female character, uh, e.g. Uh, maybe perhaps a gay character. Like, it's been a thing for a minute now where it's like, you know, Oscar's so white, et cetera, uh, that I think people in these positions to make these casting decisions or to write or to green light certain stories are thinking about the type of people that will yell at them or get up their ass if they don't make this type of thing. Well, there's a rather than it, that being them foisting it upon us. I think, Perhaps they've been foisted into a position. Does that oh, make sense? Oh, if we're talking about if we're talking about the executives, I mean, the executives couldn't give a goddamn. You, you know, it, it's uh, they will. There's an argument. There's an argument that as millennials become the decision makers, we are going to hit a uh, like a critical blandness, right? Which. I didn't know this, but it was predicted 26 years ago that millennials would be a impossibly bland and corporate generation, right? So th- there's there's these people that are into generation uh, uh, cycles, right? And whoever the guy, I forget his fucking name, whoever the guy is that's like the leading brain on that said that the, it's a perfect storm for millennials to essentially just be kind of corporate consumers, and I wasn't aware of any of this, despite the fact that I've been saying that for 10 years. Uh, but somebody made me aware of this the other day. Anyway, the there's a th- theory that right now the executives who are not millennials uh, are scared of their millennial work staff, scared of Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but there's going to be some pushback, as it seems there is in the Discovery Warner sphere right now. Uh, or CNN, for example, but there is there is this creeping concern uh, in media that it's going to be much worse in about ten years because the people that are making decisions to that point, if they have not completely sold out and are just chasing a check like every other fucker on the planet, they are going to kind of push a type of uh, scared sensibility bland sensibility, uh, completely unable to offend sensibility as far as it can go. Um, so 
I don't know. It, it, well, it remains to be seen. Well, I, so I don't agree that 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 executives don't give a shit. I think they do. I think if if they get if they catch hell because they didn't make the quote unquote woke decision for a TV show, I think it reflects poorly on them and like you know could you know affect their career. Right, um, but not it, what, what I'm saying. Is any, it's, yeah. it's not their. It's not their agenda. No, so, no, no, no. Definitely not. No, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's not. It's they don't have agenda except you know make money and continue career. Um, but the interesting thing about all this is like we've seen that sort the sort of shift again, like for lack of a better term, to to, to wokeness and a lot of things, and it's like the money's not there. And like in the, in the, in the recent sort of culture shift that's been happening the other way. I mean, I saw like Top Gun Maverick is like one of the number, it's like the number five grossing, the highest grossing films of all time. And it's like, yo, at what point do we recognize that? Like, like this Lord of the Rings show, I think it was close to like a billion dollars that uh, that that Amazon poured into this shit. If it bricks, like, yo, what are we? What what's happening? You know, like, I, is the fear of being taken to task like so much so that you're willing to just lose money continuously forever? You know what I mean, like. And and to what you're saying, it's it's it is mad dishonest about the like, oh, you just don't like that it's diverse. And it's like, no, it's like like I, okay, so to be fair, I have not watched the show at all. I never will. Um be, just because it's it's just too, too many people of color for you. <laughs> no, I just don't give a fuck. I've said this before. Watching the first the, the 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 original Game of Thrones show has completely burnt me out to like serial television. Mm. Because like the amount of like I watched that from the beginning and to it end as disappointing as it was. Uh, how, I can't, ba- how bad was it now that you have distance on it? How bad was it actually? It just feels like the whole thing was like a waste of time. It was so wow. rough. I just, don't understand it, how that could be true. Well, because look, it was the entire show was just like build up to this like thing, this like thing that was going to happen. Like every season, it was like building more and more and the stakes would get raised and just like it would get closer and closer. And then it just resolved itself in like two episodes. And it was like, oh, that's what that last seven years we're building to. Like it was just such a fucking letdown. And it's like I still like those early seasons and like it was a good show. But like it just basically what it did to me was just like I don't. I just feel so apathetic towards getting like invested in serial television. So mm. like, that's my, the main re- and like the fantasy shit. I think it's beat at this point. Like I, and I love fantasy shit, but like, I, I'm just, I'm, 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 it's, I'm, I'm not interested right now. So I'm not watching this Lord of the Rings show, but what I've seen people say about it is like, it's doing that fucking thing that so many goddamn shows do right now. I mean, we could talk about she Hulk where it's just like every male character is either like a hapless, like ineffectual, like weak soy boy or a total piece of shit, detestable person. There's like no such thing as like a dude who's like competent 
or like good or like in wrestling, we would say a face, you know what I mean? Like it's, and it's always like, like people hating on that She-Hulk show where it's just like, here's a brand new character we're being introduced to. And without anything within the first two episodes, she's already better at everything than the Hulk does. (laughs) And it's like, wait, what the fuck? like that that's lame (laughs) like you know what i mean so uh i think when people call a show woke that's what it means to me where it's like very obviously uh using these sort of like um how would you define it you can probably define it better than i can it's sort it's just like very it's just very fucking lame it's just like this lame like lack of sort of uh any any kind of like believable realistic storytelling to build up a character and just deciding that they're better than everyone simply because they're either a woman or basically because they're not a man or not a maybe not a white man that they're better and more powerful than anyone else well okay let's talk about that for a second i actually I had a spin-off question. I'm glad you reminded me. Watching Vanderpump Rules, there is a trans character introduced uh and the oh, I say character, these are supposedly real life people, but it's reality television, so pick whatever word yeah. you want to use. Um there's a trans character introduced like six seasons in or some shit, right? And she's kind of a bitch straight out the straight out the gate. Pretty unlikable. But for the first half of that season, actually first first season she's on, all the other cast are simping in this really ridiculous way. And you can mm. tell, you can tell that it uh something was in the water because this is the season where they kind of try to jam up a dude on some uh times up he's mean to women sort of shit. And they don't, nobody knows how to handle that or navigate it in any real way. And it's just kind of weird paranoia, What, whatever. But the. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. The trans person on the show everybody for the first fucking year, the first season that they're on is like, you are so powerful. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing what you've been through. And it's a, it's remarkable what you're going to achieve. You are everything. And I, I I just had a question for our trans listeners. Please give us. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you resent when people condescend the living fuck out of you? (laughs) I, I was my brain was in the ex- exact same space yeah because i know that when i'm treated like a child I'm, i i'm never i'm never more angry you know like that's when i hit critical uh, you know anybody that knows me knows that i'm 
I can, I can joke, I can go back and forth with people, but I, I'm really pretty calm when it comes to actual conflict. I, I'm not looking for it. I'm, I'm typically if something's reaching the point of that, I want to, I want to diffuse it. Not always, but most of the time. But yeah. when, when somebody's talking to me like I'm 11, yeah, I, I fucking get weird. <laughs> and I just wonder now our listeners are, are trans or otherwise are, are a different breed. They might be hypersensitive to this and, and, and be resentful of it right out the gate. But I'm just curious. Okay. So one argument is fuck them. Let them simp, you know, let, let, let them fucking do the, the gender simping for me. I, I don't get much else out of this situation. But then there's this other thing that's like, this motherfucker is only talking to me like this because he doesn't think I'm a peer. Yeah. And so do you snap? <laughs> do you just politely redirect people? Do, Cause I worked with people with disabilities for a long time. My sister this has a disability. Uh, it is natural for people. The, the test that is completely unfair, but people, <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to get into one. If you are a fake advocate for people with disabilities, if you just want clout, then everything is offensive to you. If you are actually somebody who has spent their life with somebody with a disability, you understand that there's humor to the situation and you also extend grace to other human beings who may not have spent their entire life with people with disabilities and are just doing their fucking best, right? So that's to say there used to be the hug test. People hug people with Down syndrome instead of shaking their hands. Mm -hmm. And that is condescending. You hug children. You don't hug people you don't know, right? But people tend to see something childlike in people with Down syndrome and they, they hug them. And people find this offensive. I, I see the point, but I also try to be compassionate to the fact that, well, this motherfucker does, does have a childlike face and his, he's operating at the level of of a 12 year old so you know is it appropriate no that's a grown man you shake his hand but do i get it yes i do yeah but i never saw a trans person and said this person is intellectually struggling and unable to uh, i'm unable to really engage with them as an adult that's never occurred to me (laughs) so my question is when people do that to you what is your feeling and yeah. do, do you stop them? So all this is to say that uh, Lord of the Rings and everything else, uh, these are all like, there's a stink. Everybody knows it. And again, it doesn't mean it's all bad. Maybe, maybe you could convince me even you couldn't, but maybe in principle, you <laughs> could convince me that this is positive. Even if it's clumsy and clunky, it's a positive uh, goal, positive uh, step towards something. Okay, cool. But let's don't get on Twitter and pretend that the thing that everybody knows is happening isn't happening. For all right, let's put it like this, Eric. What percentage of the population is uh, is uh, Black Americans? Uh, I think it's something like nine percent, maybe maybe ten. <clears throat> no, it's uh, it's more than that now. It's between uh, like twelve and fourteen, something like that. Okay. And the, uh, and then you're of course, including Rachel Dolezal. I am. Yeah. 
Uh, also, uh, uh, the kids from my uh, high school who wore FUBU, I'm including right. these, I'm including them as well. Yeah. So, uh, the AI that was written by uh, the guy from E-Town. Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing. What percentage of black people would you put into a television show about a place where it, yes, it is based on, it is based on, uh, on, uh, the British Isles. That's where Tolkien was pulling his inspiration, but that doesn't mean you've got to do it the way that he wrote the book. It's an adaptation. So you could make it an all black cast if you really want. Sure. Yeah. Like the whiz. My question would be what percentage of a space station would you make black before it, before it became commentary? All right, Eric, uh, we lost you. And in your absence, I've, uh, cast you, I've, ca- I've cast the actor playing your, your role. Yeah. Um, uh, it's an African American gentleman. Okay. Uh, he's got some credits. Uh, he's not a nobody, but I think with the right prosthetics, he won't, his star power won't, take anything away from the immersion of the film. Mm, okay. What were you asking me before the Clintons uh, disrupted our feed? His name's Jaleel White. Okay. Uh, what was I asking you? Uh, uh, well, we were talking about like trans people being condescended to by oh, yeah. people who think they're somehow, uh, uh, you know, I, I wanted to kind of make the, the question more specific of like, cause I have a feeling a lot of our trans listeners are younger and it's like when when a when a family friend asks you, so so what do you what are you doing? You know how 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 is it going? And you go well, you know I'm going to college and I'm taking my you know getting my general credits, but uh, thinking about a major, um, you know maybe maybe poli sci, but then I was kind of thinking maybe something a little more practical. Do they, and then they look in your eye and they go, good for you. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like do you just want to strangle them? Like you want to poke their eyes out? Well okay, let me put it like this, trans people. Uh, if you've been going trans for a while and, uh, you know, you live in a, a liberal bubble of some type, progressive bubble, perhaps, uh, this may, you, you may have lost sight of this to, to 99% of people on earth. Nobody cares about another human being. Nobody yeah. cares about, <sighs> Uh, the guy they meet at the show, nobody cares about their distant cousin. Nobody cares about their friend's friend. Nobody gives a shit about these people. I don't mean that in any sort of cold way. I I uh, like to think I care about all people in the capacity that they're living beings. But at the end of the day, how interested and engaged am I? Not very. There are people who just seem to love people. They seem to love being in the company of others and can listen to stories and everything. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just as Eric said, when somebody is interested in your life, do you believe them? And when they are kind or engaged in a way that doesn't befit a near stranger, do you view them with credulity uh, or, or, or incredulity rather? Um, what's the, 
because Eric, if if somebody said it's really good, man, I'm proud of you, and you didn't know them well, the fuck you go. Oh, okay. Okay. And you just kind of like di- di- disengage and, and leave the conversation. Cause that person's a weirdo and you figure that they're lying. I'm watching Jerry Maguire with my girlfriend. She's never seen it. Yeah. I say, I say I'm watching like it's a fucking TV show, but it just takes normal people fucking two days to finish a movie. Uh, <clears throat> it's the Jerry Maguire character. I hadn't seen it in a long time. He's desperately insincere and out of touch with himself right? Because everything for his career is surface level. And as a result, his relationships are surface. People don't really take him seriously. And he's secretly pained by this. But I feel like everybody becomes the Jerry Maguire of trans people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where they they are talking to you like I'm talking to trans people now. They're yeah. sp- speaking to you as though they're like might, an abstract idea. Yeah, or they might not need, a person. They might need you in the future, so they're just they're just keeping it friendly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's like what is this? <laughs> like I'm not saying you should want people to regard you the way they regard me, where they just look at me and go, "This piece of shit, I'm going to treat him badly." No, yeah. nobody, wa- nobody wants that. But it's, uh, it. I don't know. I just think that write, uh, write or call in and let us know how you feel about uh, your uh, your. <laughs> Uncle by marriage being like, it's powerful. This thing you're doing. It's yeah. really, it's really beautiful. It's powerful because <laughs> yeah, I was told to that. I should believe that about you. Mm. Um, no, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, another, just going off more on the, on the woke type. Sh- I mean, like when would you say this sort of like, Diverse and diverse, uh, diverse and inclusion, diversity and inclusion shit. Like, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. As we were saying before, obviously, like whoever gets the part gets the, like, it's like what, what trips me up about this, like this thing that goes on now where obviously like in every executive boardroom, whatever casting, whatever, it's like, you know that the conversations you Pat, I believe have had literal conversations to this effect where it's like, got to get a black guy in there, you know, like for like literally any piece of media that goes out now that becomes, that becomes to fruition. But what, what, what is strange to me is this idea that like, I have seen black people in movies and television my entire life. When I was a kid, Will Smith was my favorite actor. Men in Black, fucking uh, uh, Wild Wild West. Uh, Keenan and Kel was my favorite TV show. I have been seeing people of color, of all colors, in television and movies. For I am 32, and I swear my entire life. And I've also seen movies in that were made in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. And they're in those too. So what is this sort of like gaslighting 
that like there's never like they haven't ever appeared in movies until recently. Well, okay, so that gaslighting is part of the reason people have this problem where they go, "Oh, this is woke nonsense," is because when you lead with that, people know you have an agenda. They know you're trying to capitalize off of a moment because it's just as you say. If you recognize the reality of the situation, you'd go, you go. You just wouldn't say shit. <laughs> Right. So what's, what's the deal? And again, it's up to you if you you fucking think it's good or bad, but like what? No, people are not as dumb as you think is basically the bottom line is yes, people are stupid, but as it turns out, the people trying to trick them are even dumber. So whatever. It's like people are getting, people are going to get sick of this. I was getting sick of it for fucking, uh, seven years because I'm yeah. low, because I'm low tolerance. But I think even, even the average boob is just like, yeah, man, look, I think it's possible to not be like a scummy racist and also just not want to be talked down to as if I'm a scummy racist. Thank you. Or, or just to pretend like black people have never been in, in TV shows before. Like, yeah, yeah, no, never saw like it. leading with like I just don't get it. I'm really, I'm really grateful for uh, all the changes the last couple of years because prior to that, I, this is embarrassing, but prior to that, I'd never seen a black person. <laughs> like it's, it's just I, you know, listen, I'm not an idiot. I understand that, like, okay, like when all your you know, whatever the bring people bring up the Oscars thing, and it's like, okay, I understand. Like all the movies that are up for awards don't have a black lead, or they don't have whatever, whatever it is. You know, like if you want to have, if I am very happy for people having a moment where their opportunities are taken more seriously, or they're able to get things through, you know, uh, more easily. That's dope. Not mad at that at all. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I just, you can't tell me that it's never existed before or that like it's so important for younger people to see, you know, whoever, whoever in this movie because it's inspiring to them. Yo, I am an old man and there are, ki- there are people my age that could have seen black leads 30 years ago. So I just like, you can't like, you're not doing anything new. Stop pretending like you're doing something new. Yeah. Like, it's just weird. It's also, yeah. Stop patting yourself on the back for something that's not new. That I think that's the big problem is. Yeah. It's yeah. Okay. So you need to sell something, I guess, fucking whatever angle you can do, but like, just stop self-congratulating on the back of this. It just looks weird. It's very weird. And it's, again, it's also just, it's, it's, it's demanding that, that you, uh, pretend like it's never happened before. And it's like, all right, come on. Um, yeah. So Lord of the Rings, it looks like it sucks. I, I, it's just what I've, and I've wondered this for a long time is just like the unspoken conversation that must be happening, probably more so around the older guard of these sort of executives is that, Oh, our show bricked, even though we did the quote unquote right things to do. And then they look over their shoulder and they see Top Gun Maverick and they go, that did pretty good. <laughs> like, they, they see Tom Cruise giving them the thumbs up from the cockpit. And they're yeah. like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, 
fifth like highest grossing movie of all time in a time where movies are like beyond dying yes uh you you must have seen that uh the uh matt damon thing right where he explains the dvd things yes yeah so i mean there's gotta be like television film i think within five years will be unrecognizable from what it is now because if the return on investment is just no longer there for these big budget things or even low budget things like it's gonna change the the way in which we like what's the future are we only gonna get lloyd kaufman movies going forward (laughs) i mean uh have you checked out the originals on netflix at this point Anything that's not foreign is the most pathetic hunk of shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, there, it's like game shows and like cooking shows, right? It's uh, like the mo- the cheapest to produce shows possible. Yeah. I forget what is- I, ch- I, I... So my girl and I were checking the, uh, you know, like, oh, let's see what these movies... They're all kind of in the... Hallmark lifetime zone, yeah. uh, but in Spanish, you know, <laughs> they just fucking suck. Look, uh, they'll hit like a twice a year. Okay. Movie sort of thing. I don't know how much it drives. That's the other problem with these streaming services. No idea what anything does. Uh, I mean, they know, but I wonder if they share it with each other in any capacity, even if it's back channel sort of, you know, so, uh, how to win right now? I don't know. I think that these streaming services, I'm not saying anything original here. I think they've got to collapse on each other soon. Like it's, I think it's going to be an unpleasant moment where a lot of people who thought they were going to have jobs forever are, you know, going to be fighting PayPal with me. Yeah. Well, you know, I would be probably among that class, but, uh, it's, uh, no, I think that they're going to probably just, absorb each other in the way that discovery and HBO are doing. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what else happens really. I mean, the thing is the conceit of this all is like, despite all our shit talking, people do watch the shit out of stupid fucking Netflix shows. And people do watch like that fucking new game of Thrones show drew like 11 million viewers. Yo, that's, that's about the best you can do in 2022, you know, as far as television goes. Um, sure. But the problem, that, the problem that they have, because they're not driven by um, uh, advertising, the problem that they have is it's not how many people can we get to watch uh, weekly. It's how many people can we get to join this service for right. specifically this, this show. And that's a losing prop. There's just no way to win. Like it's really, I mean, they have a subscriber base. How can we hang on to our subscriber base? No, that's not the, that's not the question for a corporation. The corporations, uh, uh, because corporations are valued on their future earnings. So it's, it's okay. We're not growing. That's all right. You're still worth billions. No, no, no. It's not all right. We have to be growing at all times. So I I think we might've, in some respects hit capacity on these. And I just don't know how they don't. I think everything might be reduced to very low budgets, which by the way, I'm trying to get together 2 million to make uh, the female, the raid. (laughs) Okay. I'm not kidding by the way. 
Kate McKinnon. Uh, 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 who, who else? We, we we'll get the cast of Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. It's, it's Rebel Wilson. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Hillary Clinton hot off her new show. <laughs> Roseanne uh, Barr. Roseanne Barr. Uh, <laughs> it's how, uh, how, uh, CGI Joan Rivers. Yo, can I can I talk about some of this? Um, Something that's ugly, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, you and I know so many fucking drug addicts that it's like, it, 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 we feel like some like wince when we're shitting on drug addicts. But I just, I, I gotta, I gotta talk about something. Oh. Do you know who? I think her name's Monica. Um, hold on, Monica Lewinsky. Kina, maybe. Hold on, let's see. Um, yeah, okay. Look up Monica Kina. So that's Kina. That's K K E E N A. Okay. Tell me if you recognize this woman. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, she appeared in some horror movies at one time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so Freddy versus oh. Jason, that type of shit. Sure. Yeah. She's, She's 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 a scream queen. She she's kind of a scream queen. She did the did the circuit, you know. Night. She was in the two thousand nine Night of the Demons. Um, I'm sending you a fantastic photo. So let's see what you got. Um, Holy fuck! Uh, (laughs) Okay, so I want to be sensitive here. Like I said, we know a lot of drug addicts, and we also, uh, it's considered in bad taste to shit on a woman's looks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica Keenan, I'm rewatching all of Entourage. Everybody, for our uh, uh, overtime this week, we're going to do all the meat, all the people that have been me tooed from the cast of Entourage. Um, but, but I've been rewatching this show as I sit there and I do my work during the day. Uh, I never finished it. I think that it is so much better written than people give it credit uh, because it's a, it's a bro show that's trapped in an era. It is, yeah. it's just going to be considered trash until there, until there's some type of revival of that sensibility. So right now it exists in the space where people won't even admit that it was watchable. If you go back and you watch it, it's a very high end clubhouse show where like nothing changes and, but it is a drama and it's all about these, like just, just the same characters every fucking week. And it is, 
I'm actually sort of shocked at how well written it is at this, right? So whatever, been watching it. And this char- this actress, Monica Keenan, is in some of the early episodes. And I thought I recognized her. And I said, who is this? I said, she looks familiar. I look her up and as it turns out, I kind of don't know her. I only know her from this. But she was a, uh, she, well, she was in Dawson's Creek, but she was, uh, she was a uh, Maxim girl. She was kind of like buzzy and hot in the early 2000s, right. mid 2000s, right? And this is where I get insensitive. Then she married Eddie Furlong, oh. and um, would you look up Eddie for Edward Furlong, Monica Keenan? So, Eric, you see this woman? Does she look attractive to you? Uh, sure. Okay. So that's kind of like her role in things is like cute, 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 attractive. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but certainly this was a thing that worked for Maxim, right? They would have like girls that were, would be the, like the hot girl at your, on your, in your dorm. That's, that's who it was kind of like aimed for. It was like not the craziest looking woman you've ever seen, but you know, uh, you could meet this woman at a bar and if she was friends with your friends, you could talk to her. Oh my God, you got her number. So, yeah. Okay. Now look up Monica Keenan, Edward Furlong. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you see the photo of them in the mall? Uh, yeah. Could you describe it to the people at home? Uh, I don't want to shit too hard on this. Like if these two people are in the throes of an addiction, I don't want to say too much. And if they're in recovery, I really just want to wish them the best. However, this is a disaster of the highest order. This is a, this is a mess. (laughs) Well, look, you got to be careful because like, I think the reality is, is you're sometimes you're used to seeing, you know, like you're only used to seeing Monica Keenan in photos of her at events where she's, you know, made up or, you know, or professional photos or in movies, et cetera. When you catch someone out there walking around, no one looks good walking around a mall. You know what I mean? Uh, Eric, you really, uh, (laughs) he's wearing a shirt that's the wrong size. I know plenty of people who do that who are not on drugs. But No, no, hold on. Let's establish a couple things. Eddie Furlong has a bad, this is not like I'm like fucking page six in him here. He's, he's a recovering drug addict or active drug. I don't know what kind of drug addict he is, but he's had his problems. Now this is, sorry, everybody. This is not a gossip thing. And I sometimes feel bad talking about this, but he's been arrested three times for beating her up. Now you're, you're doing the Perez Hilton thing. I am, but I just want, I'm doing it for a purpose. Does anyone does Perez Hill no, still relevant? Not at all. No. Nope. He tried he tried going uh like not sleazy reportage. Like he oh. somebody somebody must have threatened his fucking life because yeah. he he, <laughs> he went Mickey Rourke was gonna beat him to death with a baseball bat. Right. He so he spooked. so he tried to do like, hey, I'm a friend of celebrities. I'm not trying to ruin your lives. And people are like, why would I ever watch your sh- or why would I ever go to your fucking site? I'll go to TMZ where they actively try to dismantle human beings. Yeah. Um, but okay. So look, yes, you're correct. There's, I, 
YouTube suggested a story of the year live from St. Louis, uh, like outdoor fest, uh, 2022. Do you remember the band story of the year? Sure. He's wearing the wrong size shirt too, (laughs) but here's my point. Uh, they look like hell. I think no matter who you are, I don't think that you got to, Oh, it's such a drop off from seeing them on the red carpet to this. No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 Eric. If I saw these two people, I was wondering, I would wonder what I was doing at the Schenectady bus station. That's what I would think if I saw these two people. So, I mean, you know, they're, yeah, if they're on drugs, whatever, listen, we've, we've said it countless times, uh, in, in the immortal words of Rick to life, drugs destroy dreams. Drugs destroy dreams. But it's true. But here's here's more to the thing. I don't want to make her hapless or, or deny her her agency. Um, these two have a kid together, and I hope that kid is happy and healthy, and I hope that they're, they're enjoying their lives as well. But here's the reality. You got to make good choices with who you commit yourself to for the long haul. Oh, yeah. Very true the wrong partner can have a ruinous effect on your oh, yeah. mental, on your mental health. And then uh, consequently your physical health, uh, you can engage in behaviors that you would never otherwise, right? <clears throat> yeah. Either because that other person has normalized that behavior or because you are just a toxic mix, which is the thing that, t- you know what I think is really fucked up. The last couple of years have made every, every dude situation an abuser, yeah. When I think that there's a danger in that because we've got to address that some pairings of people are just inherently toxic for sure. <laughs> and it's got nothing to do with, it's not unilateral. It's this combination. Yeah. We put them in the test tube together and uh, the lab was incinerated. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. Ever since we made every dude, like anytime there's a situation, it's always the dude's an abuser. Maybe he is, but sometimes there's just, uh, people are not intended for each other. And, yeah. and sometimes that can uh, manifest in the shape of, you know, like you're keying each other's cars, fake pregnancies, fucking uh, punching each other's sisters, whatever the fuck it is. But other times it's, yeah, we, we are in a drug motel in East St. Louis and I, and I haven't spoken to my family in two years (laughs) and that type of shit. So, uh, my uh, thoughts and prayers to uh, Monica Keenan and Edward Furlong, who I hope are doing good. And honestly, I don't know when that photo was taken. Maybe that was from fucking five years ago. And now they're, they're on the good foot. You know, maybe this was, maybe this was just their pandemic look. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but oh yeah this is 2016 they might be killing it now they could be killing it i mean one thing that's never made any sense to me uh is the type of relationship that is very volatile a lot of storming out maybe throwing clothes at the window uh fighting um clearly not good for each other you know countless breaks breakups but then always like, yeah, we're giving it another shot. Like, wh- why? Just, just please stop. Like, you're clearly your worst selves around each other, but you can't 
like the, you're on a merry-go-round. Like you can't stop. I've never understood that. Uh, I get it. I get it because if people are in love, it's impossible to tell them not to be together. And that's just what it is. You know what Damn. I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying a lot of people get like, they, they fuck up their lives like that. But it it is, uh, nobody's going to listen to you. Like, li- li- listen to our drug addict friends. They basically don't even try to convince people not to do drugs because they just go, well, I hope your bottom, I hope you hit, I hope you hit bottom fast and, uh, or I hope you hit bottom soon and I hope it's hard. And when people say that, you're like, oh my God, what an insensitive thing to do. But from one addict to another, that's, that's a get well card. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and because so, they know that you have to hit the bottom before you can get better. And you're not going to listen to any fucking jerk off. You no. Know? And if you don't hit the bottom, then what incentive do you have to stop? Yeah. Until then, you're just killing it. Yeah. Uh, so whatever. I is, is, uh, is it too late in the podcast to address uh, is Brendan Fraser mentally retarded? <laughs> I was wondering why I keep seeing him crying on my timeline. Uh, just as I asked earlier, hey, trans people, do, do you take an a- outsized offense, sense of offense to being condescended by quote unquote well-meaning allies? Uh, Brendan Fraser has had some struggles, but he's a grown man, everyone. Yeah. And the way that you're treating this guy is disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> I'm really having a problem with it. I, it's like, yes, everybody, he has a fat, goofy face. It kind of lends itself to, oh, he's been through it. Why doesn't he take care of his hair? Uh, I guess he must be kind of fucked up still. But guys, he's, He's a functioning adult. I mean, he he does his own grocery shopping. You, you know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about? Uh, for people that don't know, Brennan Fraser was in uh, uh, an Aronofsky film, and uh, people say he it was good and that he's good in it. And that's not difficult to imagine. He's a decent actor, right? Uh, but holy fucking shit, they treat this guy like there's something wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, an Aronofsky film means it's going to be depressing as fuck. And I've heard the synopsis and confirmed it's probably going to be the most depressing movie ever made. Um, and uh, Brendan Fraser's having a resurgence in his career. I think he's also in a in a Scorsese movie that's maybe filming or has filmed. Uh, happy for him. Happy. For I him. hope hope his tears are, uh, are 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 virtue of. Damn! Didn't think that I was gonna have another like moment. Didn't think I was gonna have a resurgence in the way that I'm having, and this is great and awesome and fulfilling, because that would get me choked up also. Um. But if it's like tears of like, oh, wow, everyone's being so nice to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. You know? This is, I don't, oh, man, I don't want to get into some fucked up shit. But like, have you have you heard his Me Too? Yeah. It's pretty gross. Kind of. I mean, it's pretty, 
it's yeah. But no, it's like the actor claims that the foreign Hollywood foreign press president groped him. Okay. Well, that's pretty bad. And then it says he was able to remove Burke's hand from his backside. The incident nevertheless terrified him. Yo, Eric, I'm sorry, man. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a dick here to our listeners that have gotten fucking raped up or anything, but like I've been groped. It didn't, I mean, am I, is there something wrong with me? Like I've, I've been groped. Like it's, a, I, I don't, I don't understand. Cause they, he said that this was the beginning of the end, like his depression. Was I supposed to get depressed when I got groped? Well, from my understanding, it was that he like got groped and pretty grossed out. And then like, didn't want to fuck with this producer guy anymore. And that was the kind of thing that killed his career. Right. I don't know. This is the foreign Hollywood foreign press head. I, I, I don't know. It's just, you you never, you want to be sensitive with this stuff because some people take things so much heavier than you do. You know, like I, I've had, sure. girl, I've always say this. I, I had a girlfriend who got raped and she was just like, I was like, Oh my God. She's like, yeah, it was rough. And you're like, it was rough. And she's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bad thing. And you're like, uh, and, and you know, maybe you're projecting yourself as a man on this and going, if I was raped, I'd be like a different person afterwards. You know what I mean? Like it'd be like crazy, but yeah, her whole thing was, yeah, it was a terrible thing that happened. And I always kind of respected that was like a very that's a highly resilient person right like obviously like a next level resilient person and then you want to make concessions for somebody that is uh, a a much more fragile individual and and both people deserve your compassion obviously but like what are the limits of of fragility like if somebody gets like if a grown man gets his butt groped by another grown man what is the limit to our sympathies Mm. shouldn't have happened. I, mean, I, I presume he got his, I presume he got his dick groped, but I don't know. I don't, well, this, this NBC thing just says it's, it's on his ass, but I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, I mean, I've had strangers grab my ass before. That's kind of where I'm going on this. If you've ridden a subway, I'm not saying it's good, but if you're ridden a subway, you've been groped. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It might be too delicate to it's sort too, of really too delicate, mean, too delicate. Yeah. Best, you know what? Best continued success to Brendan Fraser. And uh, for sorry, sure, sorry that people are treating you like uh, you're uh, intellectually oh, like, incapable yeah. in some way. Well, that's um, the theme of this episode. It feels like, or it's like people who are not limited uh, mentally or intellectually, but who the world seems to treat <laughs> like they're limited mentally or intellectually. Whether you're Brendan Fraser. Or or a trans college student, or uh, whoever we a, a black elf, yeah, <laughs> or, or a black elf, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, for sure, I, I'm I'm happy to see that Brendan Fraser's having another moment in the sun. Uh, I hope he can, uh, mummy four. You know, like here's the thing. I feel like this shouldn't be fucked up to say. What I want to say is I hope he can like get in in back in shape, right? And like is that is that a wrong thing to hope for someone? 
No. Is that is that like you know? No, I backed that. Because he when he was in those mummy movies, the dude had a sixer, you know? Like he is quite a a handsome man and a good actor and like in great shape. Uh and now seeing him in a movie called The Whale. Yeah. Like seeing his seeing that face in in the, on the body that like I I don't want to like I don't want to body shame. Listen, I'm a bigger man. I just I want the best for him, and I think he looked good in the Mummy, and I think you should want to look like you're in the Mummy more so than you look like you're in the Whale. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know what? But either way, I just want happiness for him. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to overtime because I I got to talk about. Uh, I'm gonna send. There's gonna be a visual component. I'm gonna send you photos. Uh, during right. during the next one. All right. Let's go. Okay, three. Uh, oh, we'll two. do the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Me do, wait, no, no. Hang on. I got to do the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Overtime. You get it. Uh, at WP Timeline on Twitter. 205-509-9785. Call us specifically if you're a person of, uh, uh, if you're a certain type of person who has been condescended to in that sort of like weird uh, uh, blue pill way of like shit lib thinking that like you they're supposed to be like yeah just you know what we mean to give us a call and if you've had that experience we'd love to hear it um and at and and, and worst possible timeline at gmail.com for all business inquiries and now we will go to overtime in three two one Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.